You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. One pitch and a fly ball. Center field. Mateo just into the game. Coming in, out is Tatis, and Fernando make the catch, and he can turn it into two. Oh, Nando can do it all. Makes the catch in shallow center, turns it into a DP. Fernando Tatis Jr. This is not a video game, folks. This is real life, and he's awesome. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's BetQL Daily from BetQL. Joe Ostrowski here at Joe0670 with Cody Decker in for Joe Giglio. Follow Cody on Twitter at Decker, the numeral six, at Decker, the numeral six. And Cody, when we look at the awards market, two of them, meh, we don't really need to talk about them. The NL Cy Young is done, right? It's done. Uh, yeah. There's no I, there's I, no reason even to mention it. It's just, if, it's if DeGrom misses 10 starts, he still gets it, right? Without question. <laughs> yeah. It's not even close. I mean, that, that's the thing. And there are pitchers out there that are having hell of a year. I mean, just a hell of a year. Look at look at uh, look at Burns over in Milwaukee. At, at the beginning of the season, we were talking that that maybe Burns has somehow overtaken Degrom. How quickly that conversation went away. Uh, not to mention, look over in New York on his own team. If it weren't for Degrom being on that staff, we would be talking about Marcus Stroman being in the conversation for a potential Cy Young. We'd be talking about Taiwan Walker potential Cy Young. Both these guys got about a 2.5 ERA. It doesn't matter because their teammate is rocking a 1-1. So Degrom's going to get the NL Cy Young, but will he get the NL MVP? There is a decent chance. Unfortunately, we had the Acuna injury right before the All-Star break, but right now on points bet, Degrom is your favorite. He's minus 115. Tatis, you heard the highlight there, plus 140. And then there's a big drop off down to Trey Turner, Castellanos, 30 to 1, Arenado, 40 to 1. And in the 50 to 1 range, a number of players like Betts, Bellinger, Harper, Soto, Freeman, Chris Bryant, Machado, Seeger, Muncie, uh, and Jesse Winker, too. So um, it's all bunched up. You've got DeGrom against Tatis. In the American League side, I think it's fair to say it's going to be Otani or Vlad Jr. If Otani stays healthy, it's probably going to be him. But if he goes down to an injury, it'll pr- likely be Vlad Jr. But there's something you're saying right there, like yeah. right out the gate. You're saying something right there that I think needs to be listened to, provided no injury. Now, we're talking about Otani, who is a guy who has yet to play a season healthy. This is the first season we're really seeing Otani fully on the field playing two-way. How are they going to use him this second half? Now, keep in mind, he's made 12 starts. He's never made 12 starts in a major league season before, and he's done it in the first half. Does he maintain that? Does he tweak something in his shoulder that actually affects his swing? That's the danger of having Otani being a two-way guy. Do you think it's a similar situation in the National League race for MVP, though, where it's two guys 
fighting it out for the second half of the season and nobody else is in or is it more wide open? I think it's pretty much to a two-man race in both leagues. But like you said, the injury thing, DeGrom getting hurt, honest to God, scares me. Because one, DeGrom right now is pushing the actual limits what a human being can do on a baseball field. He's doing things that have never been done before ever. And I do mean that ever. A guy sitting at 101 throughout a full seven-inning stretch has never been done in the history of the game. We've only seen it for certain closers like Troy Percival or Eric Gagne, and right now, of course, uh, Chapman. What we're seeing out of DeGrom is ridiculous, but we've also seen him come out of three games early this season. That's concerning to me, and and it's not just the injuries that he's getting. The injuries that he keeps popping out on are contact-free issues, and that scares me as well. If he's coming out for an oblique, He's coming out for minor things. These are little things that could lead to a devastating injury. Now, I don't want that to happen. I want DeGrom to continue doing exactly what he's doing in my book. And I've I've said this before. I don't think that pitchers should win the MVP. That being said, DeGrom should win the MVP. He 100% (laughs) should win the MVP, provided he stays on the field. Because if he does get hurt, I think he still wins the Cy Young. If he gets hurt, though, he ain't winning the MVP. I'm with you 100%. That's the reason I don't have a DeGrom ticket because I don't think pitchers should get the MVP. I, 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 I think he back the Verlander year. I was good with that. I was fine with that. Uh, Kershaw, I certainly understood it. You I also, wasn't. You, you, you didn't like I was Kershaw. against the Kershaw one. I didn't think okay. he won the MVP that season. See, I think it's more wide open. I'm not sure that it's a two-man race. And I, I've made my case um, for a Dodger, mm-hmm. and I want to get your reaction. They look at war, obviously, and you should. You should look at a lot of different metrics. But uh, Muncie is right there statistically. So now we remove Acuna from the equation. And if you do that, if we're looking at position players' war, Muncie's third on what might be the best team in all of baseball, and he's 50-1. to A couple weeks ago, he was 100-1. to Why is it Muncie getting his respect? I think it's a combination of a couple things. It's one that he's not a pure defended uh, defensive player he doesn't have an actual position normally when we talk about mvp candidates it's a guy that is just certifiably in one position that's where he plays center fielder mike trout wins not second first third baseman max muncie wins i think there believe it or not there is something to that being a utility guy even though you're a powerful utility guy in max muncie you mentioned the dodgers being arguably the best team in major league baseball he was the one dodger starter on the all-star team so you're not making a bad case for max muncie however i look a little more south when i'm going to go for those outliers i think tatis jr is a very good pick however I'm looking for a big second half from Manny Machado. I think Manny Machado might be a dark horse candidate to come right up those ranks. Remember, he was a late addition to the All-Star game. This is a guy who finished, I believe, third in the MVP uh, race last year. This is a guy that can take this team, put him on his back, and carry them the rest of the way. And they still have Tatis Jr. in that lineup. So this is a team that I think is going to produce potentially three to four major MVP candidates. Wow, that that would be impressive. Okay, for Machado to get, and I mentioned his number is sitting at 50 to 1 right now. If he's going to go on that sort of a a second half tear, not big into team achievement for the MVP. It's usually about the numbers, but would the Padres have to steal the NL West from the Giants and Dodgers for that to happen? 
I don't think so. I really don't. I think if he has the second half that I'm expecting him to have, I think it's going to be he's going to be in your face all season long. In fact, the Padres already are in our face all season long. They've been arguably the most talked about team in Major League Baseball this season, which is a very unique thing for a team down there in San Diego. You don't hear a whole lot about teams in San Diego. So that's how impressive this team has been this season. I think if the team completely falls off is the only way that you'll see these guys completely out of the contention for it. That's the only way I see it happening. But we have seen last place teams produce MVPs. Alex Rodriguez won at one time in Texas. I think that team won 40 games that season. I remember as a child when so many people were upset that Andre Dawson won the MVP with the Cubs when they finished in last place. All right, we gave you some options there for NL MVP. And the AL Cy Young conversation starts with Garrett Cole. Okay, he's the favorite. I don't even think he should be the favorite because of what Rodon is doing with the White Sox, but he is the favorite, and I kind of understand why. Is he going to continue to slip? Had a great start uh, before the first half came to a close. Since the start of June, seven starts for Garrett Cole. His ERA is north of four, but batting average against, it's only 210. Um, Do you think Garrett Cole is going to continue to slide? Because the strikeout rate, I mean, it's just through the roof. It's obviously... Uh, still there, and and he's the favorite right now. If he has a good second half, he's probably going to win it. I'm expecting a good second half from Garrett Cole. I really am. I think the numbers are going to start evening out, not just for him, but I think for pitchers throughout the league. I think uh, I don't think that the crackdown is going to have the lasting effects that they're expecting. I do expect a small sample size for this month and potentially going into next month. I think the numbers are going to start fa- favoring the pitchers again right around towards the end of August, early September. And I'm not saying it's because pitchers are going to be doctoring the ball again. I do think, however, they're going to find simple workarounds to the very slight problem that's currently in front of them. So Garrett Cole, I'm expecting to bounce back. Rodon, I do, however, right now have as my pick for the Cy Young because what he's doing this season has been staggering. And he's not even the ace of that team. That's how out of nowhere he's come. Lucas Giolito is another guy I'm expecting to have a nice bounce back on the second half as well, although I do not have him in the Cy Young mix this season okay so yeah as far as war there is a little bit of a gap already because it's Rodon leading the way Eovaldi's second Cole right there but then it's a drop off to another Sox starter Lance Lynn according mm. to the numbers he's he's the guy that's uh second best on the White Sox rotation this year so yesterday we had Sean Zarillo on from the Action Network and he was making a case for your guy Lucas Giolito at 50 to 1. It wasn't a prediction. He just thinks there's uh there's too much value and he could easily get into the top 5 picture in uh AL starting pitchers. I completely agree that he can. But the question is, is he going to make it all the way to the top 1? And I do not expect him to make it to the top 1. I do see him getting to the top 5. Lucas Giolito has the best changeup in all of Major League Baseball. What this guy can do on the mound is staggering. Uh, however, he had a few missteps throughout the season. He's having a good year. He's not sitting around having a terrible year. That's not what he's having. But I do expect a bounce back season. I think he'll get himself in the top five, but I don't have him as my pick. His teammate Rodon right now is my pick for the Cy Young, and I also still think there's some pretty decent value in that pick. Yep, that's where I would go right now at points, but it is plus 220. He has the best numbers across the board. Nobody expected this. White Sox fans wanted him out of town. Uh, They viewed him as a bust out, as a first-round pick for years back, would always get injured. He's staying healthy. He's always had this number one stuff. The issue was always health, and much of the fan base very frustrated. It it was a one-year flyer. They got this on a one-year flyer from Carlos Rodon. 
Could be worse. You could be in a worse situation, Chicago. I mean, look at that staff. Just you got what you got out of him. I don't think anyone was expecting this much out of Dylan Cease either. And Dylan Cease has been actually fantastic this season. A couple of tough games, but for the most part, really, really good. Keuchel, however, has been honestly the blemish of that starting rotation, and he hasn't been bad either. That's a team one, all the way through that staff. You don't want to face pretty much anybody on that starting staff. I would, I would venture to say that they have the best starting staff in Major League Baseball right now. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do at the trade deadline because you know Jerry Reinsdorf wants his title before he leaves this earth, and uh, he's going to go for it. He, he's going to put his guy, Tony La Russa, in the best position possible to succeed. They're going to add, but what exactly do you do? They're going to get healthier with that lineup. Where are the warts on this roster? I don't know. Well, one name that came to mind for me was Jock Peterson, but he's over there in Atlanta now, so he can't help you. Although... It was mentioned by John Heyman. It's been mentioned by a few other people that the Braves, if they do determine in the next two weeks that they are no longer buyers, they could end up moving Jock Peterson again, and he could end up right back in Chicago just on the south side. And I think that would be a great pickup. Other pickups, by the way, are a bit smaller. I think the I think desperately they need another catcher. Not that Collins can't completely produce on his own right now, but I would love to see someone like Rojas from Miami to come up over to the south side perhaps go really big. Uh, I don't think this is likely. I don't think this is possible. I don't think even the White Sox have enough in the cupboard to actually trade with them. But Wilson Contreras would bring in one hell of a haul for the Chicago Cubs. 